Do you want more manageable hair? Is it dry and brittle? Got split ends? Nefertiti Secrets is an innovative system infused with a unique blend of nature's most nourishing ingredients, including moringa oil, keratin protein, aloe, sage, and rosemary extracts. Our formulas contain natural remedies that were used by ancient Egyptians. This amazing system will transform your hair with regular use and creates hair that's softer, silkier, and more beautiful than ever. Embrace royalty. For more information and to purchase your own products, go to NefertitiSecrets.com. Blissful woman and relationship revolutionary, your love and intimacy strategist, taking you on the adventure that is love here in the Own Your Power studio in beautiful South Florida. Our radio show and programs are designed to enhance and deepen the power of love in relationships by feeding the feminine essence and maximizing the masculine spirit, Mm -hmm. ultimately creating stronger bonds and even more solid families. I'm here with my Latin lover, Nelson, who's been my amazing hubby for over 20 years. Thank you, my love. Um, it's always a thrill to be here. I really enjoy my time doing this show with you and the brilliant guests. We will have a great time introducing them. Now, if you ever feel frustrated by intimate relationships, don't understand men, don't understand women, feel misunderstood or unappreciated in your love life, have lost yourself by trying to be something you're not in the name of love, aren't having enough good quality sex, have Mm -hmm. lost your drive for sex, have lost your drive for sex with your significant other, then you're in the right place right now. Where do you like your GPS? (laughs) That's right. So open your heart and your mind. We do talk about some pretty grown-up topics here. Um, so you might want to put the babies to bed or break out those headphones. So either way, we're going to have fun today. Yes, we are going to take you on a very unique journey towards the mastery of love and intimacy, which is the ultimate treasure at the end of the pleasure map. You're going to want to stick with us so we can take you there. And you can find out more about our programs and coaching at www.laylablackwell.com. I'm really excited. You know, I really can't wait, you know, to get on this topic. And we have such a, a lot of fun, like, like all the time. And here we are at our love nest. Our latest shows were so near and dear to my heart. Yeah, we had some an awesome chat about um, <clears throat> parenting and intimacy with Dr. Charmaine Borda, a marriage and family therapist with The Blue Couch. She is also an adjunct professor for multiple universities here in South Florida, as well as running her nonprofit organization with programs supporting mental health professionals to avoid mental and emotional burnout. We also had Errol Chung, an author, business strategist, and video producer with Miami DMT on that show. Um, And before that, we shared the relationship GPS by charting the life stages and transitions of a long-term relationship using some of our personal experiences through our 27 years with each other to illustrate some of the challenges and how we've navigated through the rough waters. Hasn't always been pretty, but we still have a lifetime ahead of us to enjoy the adventure. Absolutely. If you want to catch those shows, check out the podcast on OwnYourPowerLifestyle.com. Today, we're going to be talking about how to know when to let go And the reality is, it's breaking up versus making up when it is time to end that relationship. 
And this is a very tricky topic. I work with so many people who are suffering in their relationships, and they're coming to me because they're at the point of making this decision for themselves and their families. There is no cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all answer to this question. Sometimes I see couples with seemingly insurmountable problems, including values, infidelity, sexual issues, disrespect, and the list goes on and on. I'm sometimes surprised by the couples that end up staying together and the ones that don't. There's no correlation to the to the problem that they enter my office with. So I can't even predict, well, if someone's coming to me with this problem, they're not going to make it. Um, so I'm really interested to get our guests' take today on their experiences with breaking up versus making up. Absolutely. And it can be a difficult choice to to make when you're in a committed relationship to know when to say when. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously making up is where I focus my attention in my work with couples, but there are times that the breakup is really the only way for a particular couple to move on with life, most often because one or both are stuck mm -hmm. in patterns, judgments, or resentments they aren't willing to let go of, so they would rather let go of the relationship. Other times there may not be a way for them to find happiness with each other, and they have finally realized it. So we are going to get a bird's eye view of breaking up versus making up tonight in The Love Nest. Yeah. We have some guests here today to chat with us about how do we know it's gone bad for good? What were the first clues that it wasn't going to work out? At what point do you decide enough is already too much? What did you learn about yourself? And then moving on, the recovery and building a new life apart. You know, before we meet our guests and get started with our discussion, it's time to take a quick break. We'll come back to the pleasure map and no... Via Reed, Errol Chung, and and obviously we will be joining us in the love nest here. But now let's listen to some tunes here on our on your phone. Sound. 
sound good. That sound good, baby, man. You sound good. That sound good, baby, man. You sound good. You sound good, baby, man. That sound good. In time. In time, we'll learn to make up well before the breakup. We'll get our weight up and one day make babies. Until then, we'll practice like crazy. Me, man, you, woman. We grown and you sexy. Let's see if this is a dream. Please, please don't wake me. I mean, I love this scene, so don't take two or three. Take me. And I'll take you for mine Stop the clock so we'll be frozen in time We had no choice to climb Cause it's just that deep So hit the snooze so I don't lose out On a second of this beauty sleep I fiend for this dream to continue I wanna taste everything On the menu and you For you I bend over backwards Then bend you as I send you to a place That can only be calculated by our insides Baby I ain't a Mac But I got a hard drive You ain't a Cadillac but I enjoy Enjoy the ride, so let's role play and roll out. Focus, witnessing the love, so let's show out. 'Cause this love is clever, and like wine, and time will only get better. So let's set the clock to forever. Well, in the love nest with my hubby Nelson and our hot and sexy guests tonight. That's right. Tonight's topic is breaking up versus making up. Today in the love nest with Layla Nelson. We have Novia Reed, a licensed clinical social worker, speaker, and author of Just You and I, Devotions from the Heart, a devotional for women. Her newest book, Woman, This is for You, was released in January 2016. Hello there, Novia. Hi, Layla. Welcome. Thank I love you. that sweet voice and smile. Thank you. Also in the love nest, we have Errol Chung. 
Errol is a 15-year veteran, two-time published author, and professional business strategist. Right. He has worked for community, government, and Fortune 500 companies, training sales staff and improving the creative conceptual of C-level managers and above. You can find him running his strategic video production company, Miami DMT. Welcome, Errol. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. And with that voice, you got to step in. Uh, we'll give you a little time at the end of the show to tell us more about your work and our listeners can connect with you. It's important for our readers and our folks to really make that connection with you. But right now, you know, I'm really excited to get going with our conversation and breaking up instead of or instead of making up. Yeah, breaking up instead of making up. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off by letting you guys tell us a little bit about you and your relationships, past, present, any future ones. Ladies first. Start off. Start <laughs> us off there, Novia. Well, this specific relationship that we're going to be talking about in terms of when to let go and mm -hmm. when to make up was a relationship that I had in 2010. And it was great. Very good person, good-hearted person. Had a lot of great qualities. But, you know, I guess you'll ask the questions. We'll go more deeper into it. You know, we entered the relationship, and even though there were signs and certain things there that weren't, you know, in my best interest, I still decided to pursue it. And then later on, things just became clear, and then so I just, you know, ended it from my benefit, from my spiritual benefit, from my mental benefit, from my emotional benefit, and then I guess from my physical benefit too. But so that was my relationship. Any now? Maybe, possibly, in the future, yes, for sure. But right now, I'm just focusing on my work and, you know, God and that stuff, pretty much. And how long were you two together? Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> that was in 2010. We were together for a few months from October, I remember, for about October until, because I left to go abroad. So that's six months, about till, I guess, April, a little bit before April, we were together. So I guess a few months. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't that long, but you know, relationships you get committed quickly sometimes. So that's what happened. Okay. Back then. So. And what were some of the signs that you saw early on? Well, I'm Christian. I'm a Seventh Day Adventist Christian, and you know that person believed in God, but you know I I go to church. I pray. I have devotion. You know, I do all these things to really grow my spiritual walk with God. And you know that person would just like pray over meals. You know, God. Grace, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so those things divided us. You know, we talked about, you know, celibacy. My plan was, you know, for celibacy. So we talked about that. I was more vivacious, more driven. You know, I'm like, okay, what's next? Moving on in life. That person was more laid back. And balance is good. You know, in every relationship, balance is good. But when it comes to things that are really important to you, like your faith, mm -hmm. um, you know, work and where you see yourself building a future, those are the things that really decide, made me decide to just um, part ways because I want somebody that's going to build with me. I want somebody that's going to grow with me and know that if I'm driving to accomplish certain things in five, ten years that you don't have to have the same drive as I do. You don't have to have the same passions. I'll support you in whatever you do. You support me in whatever I do. Mm -hmm. But there needs to be some drive. And it just we're just so different in that. I just laid back, passionate. And so those three things, the values, the, the faith, and just the ethics were the things that really just made me decide that, you know, we have to part ways. Plus, God made it very, very, very abundantly clear that this is not the person for you. And for those reasons, mm -hmm. you know, um, faith is really important. So if you have somebody where 
your faith is divided, you have to think about kids. You know, you want your kids going to church with you while that person's going to be home. When you're in church, that person may be at the bar drinking, smoking, doing all those things that you're not in, that you're not in agreement with, then that's going to cause a rift. So those are the reasons. Mm -hmm. And so what, how did God show you specifically that this was not the person for you? (laughs) It's just, you know, me, God speaks to everyone's in different ways, you know, and even me, sometimes I hear the voice of God distinctly. Other times he uses a person while I'm watching a show. Even I see a Facebook post or something, but in that specific relationship, my spirit was just really uneasy. Mm. I, when you're in a relationship that's for you, there's just a certain peace that you feel. Yes, you go through difficulties and challenges where you know your spirit is going to be wrestled. But if generally being in the relationship, there's an uneasiness and there's an unsettlingness about your spirit, there's no peace about it, then that was my sign, you know, mm-hmm. from God that this is not the person for you. And when you're constantly questioning yourself, is this right? Or what are we going to do here and there? You You don't have to question something so much that's really meant for you Mm -hmm. there's always going to be like a not always a clear path but there was just no peace about it and that's what really made me feel like okay god just said you know yeah go go your separate ways very important to be able to be at ease and and at peace in a relationship definitely it almost sounds like uh your identity is being questioned like your own existence like you started putting yourself you know on the back burner and you should always be first definitely you know Mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. And for you, Errol, tell us about your experiences. That was a strong lead, Noden. That was excellent. That was a lot more uh, detailed. I thought we were going to be like on the higher level. Well, she did this. She, that's awesome. I mean, that was some <laughs> strong stuff. I have to rewrite my notes on what I want to talk about. <laughs> but um, I look at relationships as um, as a partnership. And one of the things my brothers and I always discussed, my sister and I always discussed was be perfect within yourself, and then attract those people um, that value you and in, in who you are, right? So I'm a, I'm a cartoon fan, I'm a Transformers and comic book fan, so always build the perfect machine. So if you were building a robot, what would you want that robot to be? Would you want it on the stronger side? Would you want it on the smarter side? So I focused a lot over my career on building the person that I wanted to be and through that, I was able to, you know, define, you know, relationships that helped me better myself. Mm-hmm. I offered a lot in the, in the fact that I am die-hard loyal. I am a die. I believe that um, intimacy and and the last thing that should be on my girl's mind is worrying about me cheating. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend is in the studio with us now. We share all passcodes. Like, I know I'm gonna get in trouble for that later, but mm-hmm. there is no. <laughs> There is no concern when there is no blockage, right? Mm-hmm. So that's just my point of view, please. That's not a request or a suggestion for anybody else, but it's just the way that, that I live. I can't, I can't have that on her mind when, mm-hmm. I am, when I'm out and about. And um, even with that as a concept, my first relationship out of college was seven years. My first girlfriend was seven years. I had maybe a year or two in between, and then I realized that maybe it wasn't the best idea for me to completely give all of myself or or be that 100% loyal. I assumed that loyalty would be returned at all times, and you should never assume, you know, Mm -hmm. the the saying is that. And then I learned, okay, maybe just like in business, you have trial and error, you have marketing, and I started looking at relationships in the same business format because I had been successful in business mm-hmm. as a as a as a strategist. So I understood strategy. So I said, you know what? Let me switch up the game a little bit, and I'm gonna do six month relationships, in and out, <laughs> six months. You laugh. It's funny. Six months. 
um, no matter where we were in six months, I was out. That wow. was the thing oh, wow. going <laughs> Did you tell them going into Absolutely. it that you're only here for six months? 100%. Okay, okay. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, some hesitated at first, and some of them took it on as a challenge. So, mm-hmm. well, I bet you I can beat that. And I was, you know, more than welcome for you to do your best. But <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, I was out. And then that didn't work. <laughs> it, worked, it worked well for about, for about three years, but then... I found it, it was, it was very tedious going back and forth and relearning entire families, entire histories, and all the psychological profiles it took, and I was like... Be like, Lenora, I mean, yeah. Debbie, <laughs> Susie. Oh, it was worse, it was like, hey, your mom, Kathy, oh, no, your mom, Susan, oh, crap, what is your mom's name? And then the birthdays, and yeah. just redoing your entire account, I was like, all right, so I'm going to be single for a little while, and that lasted all of, like, I'm not good single, I'm not, I, I am... I am a grown man child. I like to focus on my work. I like to create and build. But when it comes to little stuff like paying the bills at home, there's money in the account, but I, I don't know how much. And <laughs> the bills are due, but I, if that's not on auto pay, like, the lights are off. Oh, I should pay that. Like, I need that partner. And I realized that, again, in perfecting myself, I needed someone that would be able to say, look, honey, it's okay. Just go out and work. And do the things that you need to, and the household stuff will be addressed. So I needed that that mindset of a woman. So in my in my research, call it research, um, I studied uh-huh. and I started talking to women that I really really admired, and I started asking them what they looked for in a man, and that kind of made them like me, which was not the intention at the time. I just wanted to know what the persona was, mm-hmm. and it's very hard for a man and a woman to have a conversation and not. And have it not considered as flirting or a second level request. Like, I'm a research freak. Like, I love to know more. So if I'm sitting, I'm deeply engaged and I'm staring into your eyes and I'm talking to you, you might think, oh, he's flirting with me and I'm not. Right. Like, I'm really interested in what you're saying. Yeah, we had another show about that too, how easily that can happen. So I, I met this this young woman at a party. I was introduced to her by a friend of mine that I took, you know, her advice very deeply. Mm-hmm. And um, our first date, I, you know, I made dinner at home. It was a very nice dinner. And I knew then that there was a problem. <laughs> there was there was a couple of things that went on in the first date. And I was like, hmm, she's really pretty, but I don't know if this is going to go the distance. But again, being the loyalist I am, I didn't want to shut it down in the first time. So I talked to her about the six months. I gave her the whole in and out of it. And she was like, okay, cool, because I'm not looking for anything long term either. And I was like, okay, well, you're different. You're very highly educated, very highly motivated. I love your go get it as far as business wise. We can communicate on that level. Very, very strong family. Her family was amazing. And I took that as a good sign. So I said, okay, scratch Are you telling me she couldn't even make it six months? She made it three years. Oh, holy moly. She so made she, it three years. So she was the one that broke past your six month barrier. Yeah, I should have got out after six months. <laughs> 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 and how, in hindsight, how do you know that now? Because I should have followed my gut instinct. When I in business, there's a gut instinct, mm-hmm. and in relationships, it's such a macrame of 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 emotions and conflict future planning. Inside, yeah. And I don't want to make the same mistake. And conflict resolution. And she was the conflict, and I was the resolution. And I just I couldn't really <laughs> do it anymore. But was she a puzzle you were trying to figure out, and it took no, you three years to I, realize the pieces don't fit? I was a puzzle, and she kept uh-huh. stealing pieces. So I, I could never figure out what was wrong because it would switch up every uh-huh. every couple of weeks. Something else would go different. And then knowing that 
how aggressive she was towards her business was the same thing became in her relationship. Mm. So she became a, con- a complete control freak. Mm. So changed the way I dressed, changed the career I had, mm. changed the lifestyle I had, got rid of a bunch of my friends. And as open as I was with all of my account information and all my cell phone and everything, I mean, she was, who was that liking me on Facebook? I said, I'm a grown man, okay? <laughs> Don't ask me why I like somebody's picture on Facebook. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I will not have an argument over Facebook. <laughs> I just won't do it. Yeah. And um, she became very petty and very jealous. And it just, and honestly, uh, she had a gun license. <laughs> See how his voice went up there? And she I had a uh, gun And her brother was a co-worker but a supervisor. So now I'm like, right, oh, she's tied man, into my money. She knows where I live. She has a gun. And, um, <laughs> these are all things I need to strategize how to get out of the relationship. It took uh-huh. about a year to figure out how I was going to get out of the relationship. And at this point, you basically lost track of yourself. Oh, you had gone. turned into somebody oh, else that suited her but didn't suit you. I was, I was, I started seeing a shrink. I was on um, three different medications. Holy moly. My alcohol dependency picked up. Uh-oh. It was, yeah, it was bad. Oh. It was really rough. I mean, it was, a, it was a complete metaphysical, physical, chemical change in who I was. So how did you find it in yourself to end it? I was sitting in church. <laughs> Right? Go, back to, go back to the Lord at all times. When you have questions, go back to the Lord. You can't figure it out. You shouldn't be asking yourself. You're talking to the wrong person. Right? But um, I was sitting at church, and I made an agreement with the Lord a very long time ago that I am a poor decision maker. So you put the situation in front of me, and I will deal with it the best way I can. That's how my life is operated. Mm-hmm. right? Networking, business, politics, it's all runs the same way. I am introduced... Like the hosts and and situations like this, I'm introduced to great situations, and I do the best I can with that. And I realized in this one, I was trying to fix it. When all the signs said to leave, I was Mm. trying to fix it. So I was kind of steering my own course, and I shouldn't have been. And then sitting in church one day, I just said, forget it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going back to the way I was. And literally, the next week, I got baptized at that church. The next week, I quit my job. The next week, I broke up with her. Like, uh, Actually, the same week I quit my job, I broke up with her. Mm-hmm. And I spent two weeks sitting on the beach with a six-pack of Cuba Libres and reclaimed myself. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are some awesome stories. Tell me really briefly, Novia, what did you learn about yourself with that experience? I learned about resilience because I think it's um like Errol said like it's you want something to work you know so you try to fix it and when you've met the family when his mom knows about you your mom knows about him when you know he's been to church and you've invested time money and energy it makes it twice as hard to walk away you know so I feel I learned that I had the power to let go even though it was very hard I mm-hmm. had the power to say goodbye in, in spite of how difficult or you know just because sometimes you don't let go because you're scared of different things. You don't want to let go because, you know, you, you don't want to be by yourself. You don't want 
the questions from your family or, oh, what happened to Tom, Larry, Sue, you know? So you avoid, you stay in a relationship for many different reasons. And I think I learned that I was strong enough to walk away from a a very difficult situation. I actually felt very proud of myself and I felt Mm -hmm. at peace and I felt really great that I was able to do that. So I learned about my power in that situation. Awesome. really is amazing. Yeah, that's what it's all about is what you learn about yourself making those tough decisions. And for you, Errol, what did you learn about yourself? Uh, stay focused on the original plan. Mm. How you get there will change a million ways, but my my core decision to allow myself to be put into a situation and do the best I can with it is what I should have stayed with. Mm. So I have really good beginning plans, and then somewhere throughout the line, I'll switch my focus, and that's where everything falls apart. Mm. So as long as I can stay true to myself and stay true to my core beliefs and not become codependent or gun shy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. I'm allergic to bullets. I'm allergic. Have I, I am allergic to lead as well. I, don't, I am also allergic to very small, scary people. So, <laughs> so. All right. You know, it's that time again, and uh, we're going to have to take a quick break, and we'll come back to our discussion, obviously, about the breaking up versus making up on the Pleasure Map here at the Own Your Power Studio after some cool tunes. Do you feel like you aren't good at managing your money? Do you have a budget but still can't seem to make ends meet? Do the words like stocks, bonds, and retirement planning scare you? Well, the Henderson Financial Group is here to help. For over 25 years, the Henderson Financial Group has built a strong reputation for educating and empowering clients about important money matters. At the Henderson Financial Group, we specialize in breaking down fancy financial jargon in an easy-to-understand manner that even a six-year-old would understand. Sign up for our upcoming workshops, seminars, and podcasts. Visit us online at thehendersonfinancialgroup.com or give us a call at 305-825-1444. Once again, visit us online at thehendersonfinancialgroup.com or give us a call 305-825-1444. You'll be glad you did. Registered representative of IFS Securities, member of FINRA, MSRB, SPIC. Would you change with me If I remained
Simone Kelly for being here with us to produce our show today. In addition to running the Own Your Power Network, Simone is a business coach and spiritual healer, and she's the author of Like a Fly on the Wall, her newly released very sexy novel involving adventure and intuition. Make sure you follow her and tune into her show with Herman Dubois, the Own Your Power Lifestyles show. Ow! Yeah! Yeah! That's right. Welcome back to the Pleasure Map. I'm Nelson. I'm here with my lovely wife, Layla, and the Love Nest. And we've been talking with Navia Reed and Errol Chong about the breaking up instead of making up. It's all the same funk, but not really. <laughs> now, let's just dive into a little bit of a more general discussion. What are some of the reasons that people choose to break up? You mentioned a couple, Novia, when it comes to values and that kind of thing, right? Like their values, spiritual values, work values, and sometimes you go different pathways. You know, Mm -hmm. your careers may put you in different pathways where you may want to stay in a certain place or go abroad or fulfill your dreams in Dubai. And, you know, someone else may want to stay here, you know, in 
in, in California or, or something. So sometimes your own career paths, you know, can just allow you to really just go, you know, your separate ways. And But at the core of choosing whether to make a relationship work, you kind of have to know who you are in a sense. You have to know what what are you able to take? What are your core values? What are you not able to compromise on? Mm -hmm. Because once you understand those things, you can work through infidelity. You can work through, there are a lot of things that you can work through in a relationship. So it's not to say, okay, you can't work through cheating or you can't work through children or you can't work through certain things. You can work through anything. And I believe in God. So I believe you can work through almost anything. However, you have to know within yourself, what can I not compromise on? Is it worth your mental health? Is it worth your spiritual health? Because if it's going to drive you to a certain point where if you're a spiritual person, it's going to cost you your salvation. You know, where you stop going to church, you stop reading your word, you, you start drinking when you never drank before. If you start settling you know, for a job because the person is, you know, beating you down, telling you you can't. If you, your dreams start to subside because of being in the relationship with these persons, you have, those are the things that you really have to assess. What am I compromising in this relationship? And that will help you to decide, do I stay or do I go? Yes, I, I like to, mm -hmm. I love what you said. And I like to categorize that as that feeling of being better off alone. When you feel like the person that you're with is making you less than what you really are, then you feel like this is not the relationship for me. If I know I would be better without this person in my life, that's a clear indication that it's is not the assess. one for you. Re right? Reassess. Reassess, right. <laughs> you know what? You know, the other thing is that it's, it's good to really know who you are. Yeah. The, the saddest thing that happens to a lot of folks, they get in a relationship and they're defined and they're validated by that relationship because of that person. And when that person isn't there for them, when that person doesn't show them love and demonstrate these certain things anymore, what begins to happen is they don't love me. They're using me because they don't have that that foundation. And then I think that's what really what you're talking about is having that foundation and about yourself and knowing yourself, loving yourself, and knowing that whoever comes into your life, they're not going to be able to crack that foundation. Mm -hmm. and there's also there's also a control factor. Um, like I said earlier, I like to to feel like I'm I'm a part of a team. I like to know that both of us are are I do one thing really really great, you do one thing really really great, but together we accomplish something fantastic, right? So when you come in, you're not my coach, you're not my owner, you're not you're, you're not you're here. Not my to, you're not my therapist. You're not yeah. here to lead me down a path. We're supposed to walk down this path together. together. Mm -hmm. So if you if I if I got you dressing like this and I got you in the car that I had in the house that I had and that stuff is okay for me for whatever career position I am at, then that's fine, right? Don't come in and then, oh, you're great, you're wonderful, you're great. We need to start changing that and that, and you need to get a haircut now, and I don't like the fade, I like the sealer. And it, it goes deeper than that. Like, don't start, I don't want to go shopping with you. I was traumatized. When I saw the, when, 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 when the request. You got a bad haircut, you were afraid to walk it, home, right? Like I said, the Lord puts things in your path for you to deal with. And I saw this headline, I was like, yup. Yeah, definitely. There, there's a lot. I, it, call it traumatized. Call it what you want. It, it was, it was an experience. Yeah, <laughs> we learned a lot. But um, yeah, I, don't get changed. Don't unless you specifically want someone to fix you. And I'm doing air quotes on the radio. But unless you want somebody <laughs> to fix you, then a relationship is a merger and mm. an independent growth of two people Absolutely. on the same path. Don't, don't 
say, well, I like 70% of this person. I can fix the other 30. It's it's damaging. You're, no, start, you you're starting off wrong. love 70% of the person and be willing to accept the rest. All right. All right. And, and, and know it, that that's who they are and they get to be who they are. Right. And you got to love that too. Right. And it becomes really complicated if we don't do uh, some of the suggestions that was recommended by uh, Nubia when she said, you know, getting to know yourself. Imagine right. now complicate that by having children. Right, mm-hmm. and, and the complexity they change you too. Yeah, the complexities in that, as we know, we talked about that last, you know, yeah, uh, last week. You know, with the parenting and and having relationship. Now you really think about it. Is now you're in a relationship, and you're looking for an exit strategy because you realize that while wow, you're committed to something that you're no longer invested in, and mm-hmm. that you no longer really feel uh, your existence to be growing, but right. rather you're diminishing who you are as a person. Right. So let's talk about some of the things that people do to fix their relationship before choosing to leave it. Like before you made your exit strategy, did you find yourself doing things to make it work or to make adjustments? I know you, Errol, you made adjustments in yourself. You changed everything you could to try to make her happy, right? right? And so things like that. I know, you know, a lot of people turn to religion for guidance and for help and how to do things. Coaching or counseling. Um, coaching or counseling. Some people in longer-term relationships may choose to take time apart or have a brief separation. I've even heard strategies from therapists who say, let's separate you for 30 days, no contact, and then see how you feel about each other at the end of it. That's yeah, apparently that. a new strategy. Yeah. Uh, some people turn to personal growth and development. You know, They start reading books and trying to fortify their spirit and make themselves stronger to exist in a new way mm-hmm. in the relationship to see if that will guide the other person you know, to be to yoke tighter to them. Um, also redefining the relationship. A lot of times when you're in a long-term relationship, some of the things that worked for you before don't work anymore. Yeah. So how do you check in with each other to, to reprioritize how you work with each other in this relationship, what it's going to look like for you in the future? So what were some of the things that you feel like you explored, even whether that relationship you've been talking about or other ones that you feel like you made that step to try to fix it before letting it go? Brought him to church. <laughs> I, said, I said, let's go to church. And he fell asleep. You know, he, <laughs> he stayed away for, you know, like part of, but that was one thing. I'm like, okay, you know, we're on two different spiritual paths, but maybe if I bring him to church, you know, maybe if we have devotion together, you know, that'll spark it a little bit. So these were things, and I guess it was more so trying to negotiate with God. You know, God, mm-hmm. you know, I know you're saying this, but, you know, if, if we blend and if we go to church together, if we start having devotion together, if we start doing all of this things then you know the spiritual aspect of it won't be as bad you know so that's you try to fix the direct problem that you see is a problem and in that you lose yourself sometimes you know so if it's a problem you know like for me that was a big aspect my biggest aspect was spiritualism so I brought him to church with me and I did spiritual things or try to so for people who have different or other issues they try to fix it by doing or compensating with the thing that they think is missing. And for me, it was church. But when you do that, you kind of end up losing yourself in, in in a sense, When especially if you realize the person's not receptive to it, you know. But people try counseling, which counseling is a, is, is a great way to try to fix. But if something is not meant to be, mm-hmm. no amount of, of, of therapy or, or counseling, sometimes it, it'll fix. It will fix it if you want it to, in your mind, 
in in your mind you will think everything is fixed but it's not but you you go to counseling you do everything that you need to do and you make believe that it's fixed but it's really it's truthfully not because you cannot truthfully honestly genuinely wholeheartedly fix something that's not meant to be right. you may coexist but if it's not meant to be you're still going to experience a lot of things that try a lot of unnecessary trials a, a lot of unnecessary heartaches that you weren't meant to experience but you're experiencing because you're blending two things that don't belong together mm-hmm. so and i think that's a big difference between like a six-month relationship and a 26th year relationship Absolutely. is that you know you've all you already kind of know you were supposed yeah. to be together within mm-hmm. that amount of time where mm-hmm. in six months it, it is that jumping off point like should we be together should we not when you know so it's mm-hmm. different after a few years but um yours outlasted her limit for two and a half years right. beyond the six month point which she was only supposed to be that's because so, she took away your parachute she took away my power and only no, yeah. your parachute my parachute no, she took away <laughs> she changed it she while i was getting changed she, she, took she it away. didn't take away your power you gave, I gave her it your away power. fair mm. enough fair enough on 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 that point i definitely agree if, if it's not meant to be blended then you'll always have a clash mm. you know um I, I <laughs> I'm thinking of a particular scenario which I'm trying not to discuss out loud, but in in because yeah, we want to get to your uh, right in in basic up. instincts, you I don't believe in overstressing the fixed, right? If it's not going to work, it's not going to work. I believe in tons of research. So before I ended it in this particular relationship, I talked to her mom at length, I talked to her dad at length, I talked to her brother, her family, mm-hmm. and the consistent answer that I got was, yeah, she's crazy, man. (laughs) We tried to tell you for the last three years. Could you take a look at a hand? Look, the psychopath check. Oh, the psych... No, I don't... Well, you need to teach me the psychopath check. I have to ask my 16-year-old. She knows it. (laughs) But, no, and I was getting hints the whole time from her family. Like, when I would meet somebody, I would meet one of her friends, and like, y'all together for real? Her, for real, for real? I was like, no, she's great. She's like, no, for real? Y'all like, y'all like together, together? And it was... Which it, explains the medication. It was, oh my gosh. <laughs> Hi, hindsight is truly twenty twenty when you look yes. back over it. But yeah, if, if it's not meant to work, man, bounce. Like, you don't owe anybody anything. And it's almost like what you both are saying is that, you know, here it is, you got vinegar and oil. Mm-hmm. And we know that on Saturday, it's mm-hmm. magnificent. Mm-hmm. But the challenge is for many of you is that you don't realize that in... The process is that vinegar and oil doesn't really matter. Right. You can shake it all you want, right. but eventually it's going to split up. Right. It's not really meant to blend. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and it's understanding that from that perspective, that there are people that are meant to be together for a short time mm-hmm. because there are lessons for them, mm-hmm. but in the long run, they have a different path and a different journey. And, and that's part of the maturity. And now that brings us back to moving on in the recovery. Mm-hmm. And I have a belief that the same things that people do to fix the relationship are some of the same things that can be done in the recovery part after they've decided the relationship is not going to work for the two people, right? Things like going back to your faith, going and getting counseling, personal development and growth, making sure that you've, you're letting go or putting down or blowing up into the stratosphere all the baggage that you've been left with from this relationship, right? So you're not carrying it into the next one. Uh, so what have been some of your experiences with rebuilding your life after letting go of those relationships? I know yours was only six months, but it was obviously a, a meaningful six months. So um, what are some of the things that you did to repair yourself so you're not repeating those same patterns? I got a feeling it was more of a revelation for you. <laughs> yeah, that's so. And I just want to say this. like the people, There are people that you've 
separate from they're not bad people exactly they're, they're, true, they're, they're good people at heart Absolutely. you're just not meant to be Absolutely. and there's nothing wrong with moving on but I know for me what works well is isolation mm-hmm. I don't like coop up in my room or anything but sometimes you know I put on love songs and I just whine <laughs> die myself out and then sometimes I know I go away you know mm-hmm. take a little weekend trip just spend it in some solitude with yourself spend time thinking about what you know what happened acknowledge what happened like the first step to letting go of anything you have to be honest with yourself about what happened and you have to be honest with yourself about how you feel what you did what your role was in in that situation and once you start to admit things like that then you can begin to move on with it so mm-hmm. Wow. Time with my said. time with myself was really in music. That was my therapy, and then talking to God, of course, was like the icing on the cake. Beautifully said, and that goes back to one of the things to fix a relationship is sometimes separating, mm-hmm. and so you separate yourself, you isolate yourself to refuel. to refuel and recharge. And for you, Errol, I know you said you went to counseling, you did the no. thing to try to make yourself uh, whole uh, again. Cuba Libre and a good beach chair. We live in South there Florida. It's <laughs> <laughs> been two weeks, literally tanning and i'm already a dark brother so i've spent two weeks literally sitting there always it's good to go both sides make sure you're even right (laughs) and um but i i i start over i have no problem starting over i'm on my third career now my after each one i wrote a book and this one is a brand new uh um, vision for me and I have I have no problem dropping everything and picking up again so I quit my job I moved I um for the safety of myself and I um <laughs> I sat yeah I sat on she sat on my house for three days oh. so um yeah and I literally after the two weeks I had two new job offers for almost twice what I was making before mm-hmm. I had a new place a new car I was I was good to go awesome. so sometimes I mean so you just hit that reset button on the beach and you yeah. were ready to go my life's an etch a sketch so shake it up I, I want the guests to kind of remind everyone what you do and tell us how to connect with each of you all right so Navira Okay, well, I'm an author of a new book, yes, and the title, <laughs> it's for women. The title says it all, Women, This Is For You. Men should read it. Men should, actually, a guy read it, and, you know, there were lessons that he were he was able to relate to. So that's something that you can get on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. But I'm a licensed clinical social worker. That's my profession. Um, right now, I work at the local... Um, yeah, facility. Um, <laughs> so that's what I do in my profession. That involves assessments, counseling, whichever role I'm at. But that's what I do professionally. And I also speak to young people, couples, um, and young people, youth, and, and families, and singles. So that's what I do, and I'm an author. And so. tell us your uh, website. My website is www.noviareid.com. So that's www.noviareid.com. Awesome. awesome. Well, Love we're going to look out for you. And for you, Errol, tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, for the last 15 years, I've been, like I said, I, I've done multiple careers. I started off in real estate. I bought and sold my first house for 350 at 26. I wrote my first book that same year. I wrote my second book at 31 in small business marketing strategies. I've been coaching CEOs and working for Fortune 500 companies, doing multiple branding, sales channel development, and sales training for several years. Um, we just finished up a project with, um, I don't know if I can say the name of the company, 
Good for uh, it. Royal Caribbean. We just finished up a contract with Royal Caribbean and their new uh, Come Seek campaign. Um, that was really fun. Right now, um, I realize that in situations, and as far as South Florida, I love being outside. I love talking to people. So I partnered with uh, a friend of mine, uh, Raul De La Cruz, and we started Miami DMT, which is a video production company. And basically, we go out and we interview interesting, cool, fun people. We find sponsors to promote the show. Um, one of our current sponsors is um, Champion Mindset, um, uh, an event tour company. The last, tour, the last event we did was at the Dolphin Stadium. We had over 500 people, multiple speakers. Another one we have coming up is at the BB&T Center, um, coming up on March 31st. Um, so we have a lot of different activities that are going on as far as my career path. Uh, I can always be found at EraldChung.com. That always nice. links back to whatever current project I'm working on. But Perfect. right now it's MiamiDMT.com. Awesome. Well, thank you. Two brilliant people. Thank you so much for joining us and contributing to our chat today here in the Love Nest. And as in most things, men and women often view and experience life and its intricacies so differently. Ultimately, we do want the same things, but really we approach things so differently. My deepest desire in my work with couples is that they come to a place of acknowledgement and celebration of the unique gifts that we each have to offer and develop symbiotic relationships that honor the gifts of the masculine and the feminine without judgment. So thanks so much for being here today again. Thank you. Thank you. It was incredible. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me today, babe. I really enjoyed your contributions. Thank you. You know, no better place to be than right next to Layla Blackwell. (laughs) (laughs) In addition to being a devoted and dedicated husband and father to our three children, Nelson is a national prevention speaker and trainer. He teaches classes locally here in South Florida for addiction professionals to get their state certification, and you can check him out at AIPmentor.com. Remember to check out my Blissful Woman and Passionate Man membership groups and look at my direct love and intimacy coaching and online relationship programs at LaylaBlackwell.com. Connect with me on Facebook, too. I'm Layla Blackwell. Layla is spelled like a Hawaiian lay, double L-A. Well, special thanks to On Your Power team who helped make this show possible. The Own Your Power Radio Network is a 24-hour network of personal and business development. They also have R&B, soul, eclectic groove to keep you in a very good mood. Be sure to check out all of our shows on ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Until next time, remember, love is an adventure. You can't remain guarded, protected, secure, and safe, and experience the ultimate, passionate, powerful love. Live with heart. Good night. Love you, babe. Like us on Facebook at Own Your Power Radio or follow us on Twitter at Own Your Power. Remember, anything you want is attainable. Own Your Power.
Lost a couple friends once or twice before I'm still cool Then you try to flex chick like it was the next shit Who you trying to fool? You're just another girl from the avenue Who graduated school Now you wanna be down after you try to clown me, baby doll But ain't no future in front and front of Don't hang around with me, Hazy. She really couldn't beat what they were saying at first All I know is Jag really wasn't playing at all She left calmly to speak to the jaw Got the Jaguar, double park, blinkers is on Hair pulled back, sneakers is on Yo, I don't know what sis told her But she about to get a beat and perform She grabbing all up on her shirt Tugging on her slacks Jag tried to go in the grill I had to hold her back, cool her out Told her to chill, lower the thermostat You a star, no need for you to stoop as low as that Warning, scrapping over men is best avoided And a real lady would never confess to doing it She said I'm gangster, don't let the dress confuse shit The only thing sweet is the music It's really not a game 